Bav Matzia, Perik Base, Mishnah Zion, 2-7, and now the Mishnah has two parts. The first part um, talks about how you go about implementing the giving of the Simanim in order to get back your lost object. The Mishnah says, Amar Amar If a person identifies what was lost but doesn't give any identifying features, the Simanim, then you may not give it to him. The Hashkafic point here is that when you find something, the Torah is making you the custodian on behalf of your fellow Jew, who lost his item, to get it back to him. So it's like reckless, it's irresponsible to just give it to anyone who says, yeah, it belongs to him. Now, it can't be that you put up a sign and said, I found a shirt, and some guy says, yeah, I found it. I lost a shirt. That for sure wouldn't be good enough. Uh, so therefore, it's even if you say, like, you know, I found some clothing, he says, yeah, I lost a shirt. Or you said, I, I lost a shirt, he says, yeah, I lost, I, it's a white shirt. That's not going to be good enough. He has to give some kind of specific information about it in order to be able to permit you to give it to him. Otherwise, the concern is, you've acted as a bad custodian, giving away the shirt that belongs to the real person who lost it. And that's true if we're talking about a regular person. But says the Mishnah of Vaharamai, if the person who's coming and asking for the shirt that you found, um, even if he says, yeah, it's a white Brooks Brothers shirt, size 16, even that, Afopisha Amar Semaneha, he identified it pretty specifically, Lo you can't give it to him. Why? We're afraid that, you know, he heard that his neighbor said, oh, I lost my Brooks Brothers shirt, and he knows the guy. He looked in his collar, he saw, oh, he's a size 16, and therefore now he's going to go and get it, because he, the Ramai, the trickster, trying to get a shirt for himself. Shanaymar, the proof text, the proof that the Pusik tells you need to get good identifying features in order to give back the lost object, is the Pusik says, in the first part of the Pusik, it's Devarm Chav Base, Pusik Base, 22.2, it says, Vahaya, and the object shall be Imcha, with you, and now the Mishnah picks up, Ad Darosh Achicha Oso. Now literally that means, until your brother comes asking after it. But the Gemara says, well obviously he's going to be with you until someone comes and asks for it, otherwise where would you, how are you going to get back to him? Of course, therefore, it understands, it means that the it's you, the person who found it, who is Doresh Achicha, that you have to like test and check out um, your the guy's claiming to have lost it to make sure it really belongs to him. Now if the guy's a trickster, we're afraid that... Um, you know, he's got something up his sleeve, therefore you shouldn't give it to him. So at what point can a Jew who has a bad reputation ever get his lost object back? So the Ramam says he'll need to bring Sim, uh, Adam, two witnesses to confirm that this shirt really belonged to him. Uh, the Shulchan Aruch does bring such an opinion down. The other approach is that if a person gives like Simanam like very specific uh, signs, that indicate that he knows something very, he knows the subject intimately, that he doesn't, he couldn't have just sort of figured it out from somebody else. That would be also proof you can give it to him. That's a different sheet, though, okay? Fine. Um, so, you know, I actually read that very badly. The, the, the Mishnah didn't finish. The Mishnah said, Shanaim Razapas says, Ad Rosh Achicha also. So we draw the Mishnah says, Ad Shetidrosh Es Achicha, until you. Um, like investigate your brother, the guy who's claiming he lost it, if he's trying to trick you and get something that doesn't belong to him, or not. Okay, and that's the first part of the Mishnah. Now, the second part of the Mishnah is like really a whole new din, it's like in the Gemara, it's a new Mishnah altogether. The question is like, how far do your obligations go in terms of um, tending to this object? So the principle at work here is that the Torah says you have to expend your time and effort to return back your fellow Jews lost object, but it's not obligating you to lay out money for it. 
So if it's an, just a pen that you found, you can just sit on the shelf. That's one thing. But what happens if you find a cow or a rooster? So then what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to just, you know, feed this rooster for the next year until his, you know, his, till the owner claims it or something? So the Mishnah says, well, it depends. If you're talking about something which both is ose, meaning it produces, meaning it can it can um, generate revenue, either because it lays eggs, you can sell those eggs, or it's a cow that could plow a field and you could rent out the cow by the day or something. So it earns money, it produces something, and also ochel, it consumes, meaning also there's costs involved in maintaining it. So then the din is yase v'yochal. So that's, you should put it to use renting it out or whatever, milking the cow, whatever the story is, and then um, use from the proceeds you get from using the animal to produce whatever it does, um, use that to pay for its feed. So the animal can like pay its own way, so to speak. If that's the case, um, so then you have to keep on doing that. One sheet is for a whole year, uh, at least 12 months. And the kind of thing which um, does not produce revenue, but it does cost you money. So that would be an example like say a rooster, which doesn't lay eggs. What do you do with the rooster? Um, or you know a, a a calf, a little baby cow. So it can't do any work. Can't produce milk. You just have to feed it. So those kind of things, yimacher, you're allowed to sell it. Shneimar, and, and you do, sorry, what you do is you sell it, and then with the money, um, you'll you know you'll you'll um you give the money to the person who lost it. How do you know that that's what you should do? Because since you're allowed to um get reimbursed for any expenses you have associated with returning the smallest object. If you would have to, let's say, the, a, for example, a rooster is worth $100, okay? And let's say that the rooster, you know, costs a dollar a day to feed. After 100 days, so now the person who lost the rooster is like in debt to you. So he shows up, you're like, okay, you owe me money for your lost object. It's no good. So therefore, the point is, rather, he'd be happy if you just sell the rooster, get the money, you fed it for, let's say, 30 days, um, so that you're, he, you can deduct the $30 worth of expenses, and the remaining 70 so to speak, you'd give to him. How do you know that? Because the Pasuk says, The Pasuk says, And you shall return it to him. That was the end of the Pasuk I just read to you before. Um, the point is, of course, in the context of the Pesukim, you're going to, when the person who lost it wants it back, you're going to give it to him. So what does the Mishnah say? And you'll give it to him. To tell you, you have to think ahead what it is that you'll be giving to him. Re'e like think through what will you be giving him. If you're giving him a bill for your services for watching his rooster, that's not doing anybody, anybody favors. And therefore, you have to think it through and think, oh, it's much better off if I just sell it now, and then you know, we'll cut our losses and we'll give him what's left. So now, Now, let's say you sold that rooster and um, you now got $100 in your pocket. So can you spend $100? Or do you have to put it on, like, in an envelope waiting for it to come? Is it yours to spend or not? Yes, you can use them. And and therefore, im avdo, if they get lost, then you're responsible to replace them. And Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, no, lo you're not allowed to use them. im avdo, therefore, if they get lost, so then you're not responsible to replace them. Now, the meaning of this machlokas actually is subject to another machlokas, Amaraim, Rabba, and Rav Yosef. Um, and let me just speak it out for a second, usually I avoid this kind of stuff, but it, it touches on something very fundamental with just Hashavah Saved in general, which is while you are um, in control of the lost object, so are you a Shomer Chinam or a Shomer Sachar? Uh, we haven't discussed Shomer yet, we'll get it later on the Masech, but the point is that Shomer Chinam is someone who's doing someone else a favor, 
I say, I'm going away on vacation. Can you just, you know, take care of my bunny while I'm away? So you're Shomer Chinam. You're doing me a favor. If, and that's the case, if that's the case, so then you're not even, if something bad happens, even Ganeva and Aveda, if the animal gets stolen or if it just gets lost, I come back and say, I don't know where the bunny is. I don't have them. I'm sorry. You'll be off the hook. Um, because the Shomer Chinam is not obligated to make even those kind of payments. Whereas a Shomer Sachar, if I say, listen, I'll pay you to be my custodian. I say, listen, watch my rabbit, and I'll give you 50 bucks for your services. So now the Shomer Sachar, the paid custodian, is obliged to, um, he's obligated. If the animal will get lost or stolen, he's on the hook. But I'm paying him for a reason, take responsibility. Okay? There's a machlokas between Rabbah and Rav Yosef. If the person who finds a lost object is a Shomer Chinam or Shomer Sachar, at first blush, he'll say, listen, of course he's a Shomer Chinam, like he's just doing the guy who lost it a favor. But there's a thought, first of all, the Torah is telling you to take responsibility and return the objects that already sort of suggests maybe Hashem wants to live up to more responsibility. Also, the Gemara has a discussion where he says, listen, you, if you, when, when you're Osuk B'mitzvah, when you're involved in taking care of the lost object, so then you are Patim in a mitzvah, you're exempt from other mitzvahs. So while you're dealing with finding the owner of this lost object, if a poor person would ask you for money, you could say, listen, I, I can't deal with this now because I'm doing another mitzvah and you're exempt. You don't have to help the poor person. That being the case, you, so to speak, have like a financial benefit in as much as you don't have to take care of the poor person while you're taking care of the lost object. Um, the other side is, come on, how often does it happen that you're in the middle of returning lost objects and some poor person asks you for money? So it's not really in real life a practical financial benefit. So there's a machlokas, therefore, if you're shomachinam or shomachachar, with the lost object. So then it ratchets up now with the money, which means if you understand that, that a person is generally a shomer sachar already when it comes to a lost object, once he sells once he sells the object and gets money for it, he, that's even more. Now, if he's using it, he's, he's using that money as retarfus as he can. He's not just a shomer sachar, getting benefit of the money. He's a shoel. Shoel is someone who's a borrower. So he's getting all the benefits. So in other words, if I say, can I borrow your lawnmower? So you say, sure, but then I can't. I'm, I'm responsible for everything because you're doing me a favor letting me use a lawnmower, which means even if circumstances beyond my control, lightning comes and, and strikes on the lawnmower, or I don't know, robbers come by gunpoint and steal the lawnmower, I still have to replace it. You say, listen, I lent you the lawnmower, that's, that's one thing, but I don't hear excuses, give it back to me. So according to the approach that a shomer, that a person who finds an object is already a shomer sachar, according to uh, Rabbi Tarfan, here, once you're allowed to use the money, you become like a shoel. And that being the case, when he says, im avdu, if the stuff gets lost, and you have to replace the money, he means even if it gets lost um, through an onus, circumstances beyond your control. Whereas, um, according to the other approach, if you're a shomer chinam with a regular lost object, so then now you're just up to a shomer sachar, which would mean that according to Tarfan, uh, you are only, when he says, you have to replace it, that's only if avdu, if you lost it, but not if it was a circumstance to be under control and onus. Okay, and the Baratara learns like the former. Wait. And similarly, Rabbi Kiva, who says you can't use it, and therefore if it gets lost, um, you're not Chayab Bachrus, you're not responsible to replace it. So if you hold that a regular Shomer, like a Shomer of the lost object is a Shomer Chinam, so therefore, and you can't use it now, you, you would stay, still stay a Shomer Chinam. You can't use the money either, therefore you're exempt altogether. Uh, whereas if you learn that he's a Shomer Sachar, so he remains a Shomer Sachar, and therefore he's responsible if he gets lost, um, and he was, he, you know, he gets lost in a general sense. He'll only be exempt if he gets lost because of circumstances beyond his control.